Hi, welcome to my podcast, Go For Two with Cargo. I'm your host, Cargo, and I'm joined by my co-host sometimes, Tyson, who is my two-year-old puppy. If this isn't your first time, hey, welcome back. And if you're new, hey, my name's Carlos, but everybody calls me Cargo, or Los. This is my podcast on where I keep you up to date on all 32 teams in the NFL, in season, and of course, during the offseason. During the NFL season, I got you covered on games, making predictions with some in-depth analysis, some fantasy football advice, and help break down some of the biggest headlines during the season. Now, during the offseason is where I like to go off. Get it? This is how my passion of football started. Since I was young, one of my favorite events was watching the NFL draft. Believe it or not, I used to write down every pick from player to team to even what school he went to. I grew up watching Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay talk about football prospects all day long. From trying to predict how teams will draft where a team will take the best available player or draft based on need. Now I've decided to share with you that same insight of my very own into my mock drafts. Now I'm not an expert, but it's always fun. I also like to cover free agent signing periods, and I also like to do a little quarterback shuffle where I create pairings for players to new places. I also, at the end of the offseason, will do an in-depth 32-team roster breakdown where I like to predict how their season will go and to see if they possibly did enough to make the playoffs and even possibly win a Super Bowl. Now, let's get started. Alrighty, guys. So today, before I get into the episode here, um, like I said in my last video, I am currently right now in Irvine, California, just enjoying these the beautiful California weather. Um, you know, just wanted to kind of give you guys a little update on what I'm doing. Uh, yesterday, just kind of hung out at uh, Newport Beach all day. Um, let me tell you, when uh, the vibes in California are unmatched, truly unmatched, such a beautiful place. Uh, just enjoying myself out here. So, um, like I said in my last episode, I'm kind of doing the uh, the breakdown for each division's draft class, and I'm ranking them on who I thought did the best and who I thought maybe could have done a little bit more. Um, ultimately, it's not about how many picks you have. It's what you do with those picks uh, as you maneuver through the draft and you try to fill needs on your team. Um, so, I did the AFC West yesterday now today i'm doing the nfc west today uh just because we are in california so i wanted to go ahead and show some love to cali um i did not plan this just just happened randomly so it kind of worked out in that way so uh today um i'm gonna go ahead and start off with the uh, seattle seahawks so what was really interesting about this division is it kind of went through a little bit of a shakeup uh with a couple different teams uh but ultimately um other than the Seahawks, nobody had a pick in the first round. So um, I didn't pick Seattle because they had a pick in the first round, but um, it's kind of hard to get uh, better when you lose your best player, Russell Wilson, and you also lost your best player on defense in Bobby Wagner. But ultimately, looking at what Seattle did, I, I thought they filled a lot of needs on their team as well. Um, starting off with uh, pick number nine, the pick they got from Denver. They went with offensive tackle Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. 
Um, this is perfect. Uh, fits a need at left tackle. Um, obviously, Dwayne Brown is not going to be coming back unless he signs here. But this is going to be a plug-and-play right away. Um, it gives an opportunity to help that run game continue to be strong and then also give um, Drew Locke or Geno Smith uh, some more protection up front. So really like the pick. Almost thought they were going to go with Jermaine Johnson for a split second, but, you know, they uh, they stay true to what they needed, and I really like that. In the second round, pick number 40, this also came over from the Denver Broncos. Uh, they went with um, edge rusher Boye Mafe, edge rusher out of Minnesota. Uh, this is a really good pick here. Um, uh, once again, uh, they this is a team that needed some production. Um as far as sacks and uh, Boye Mape, uh, 11 and a half sacks over the last two years, uh, gives them speed off the edge. Um, and to go along with Darrell Taylor, a guy they picked a couple of years ago, and um, AJ Collier uh, also as well. So they actually had back-to-back picks. So at pick number 41, they went with uh, Kenneth Walker, the third running back at Michigan State. Um, I think this set up a lot of um, – made a lot of people really upset um, for me, at first, I was just like a running back. I, I don't understand. But when you really think about it, Chris Carson's got some um, really serious injuries right now that he's still kind of dealing with. Um, and then Rashad Penny had a couple great moments. He did resign a one-year deal. Uh, but I think, um, you know, don't be surprised if maybe, you know, not this year, uh, but the year after, uh, Kenneth Walker is essentially like our Jonathan Taylor uh, in the second round here. So um, I really like the pick here. Um, this is going to be a really young offense that they're going to try to groom over the next couple of years. In the third round, they went back to the offensive line. Um, Abraham Lucas, right tackle out of Washington State, um, kind of going to be a little bit of a developmental player. Uh, he, uh, Abraham Lucas at Washington State, uh, pass happy offense, um, didn't have his hand in the ground. So um, has all the tools, just needs uh, some time to develop. Uh, in the fourth round, they go with cornerback Kobe Bryant out of Cincinnati. Uh, obviously, best name in the draft. He's actually going to be wearing number eight um, as a um, dedication to Kobe Bryant. Uh, and this is a really good value pick here. I thought he could have gone a little bit earlier, maybe the yeah, late second, third round type of player. Uh, but this is a great pickup. Um, fits the need. He's a big corner, 6'2", so uh, definitely going to have some fun. And in the fifth round, they go back-to-back corners. Uh, and they take my guy out of UTSA, cornerback Tariq Woolen. Um, super happy for this guy. Um, I know he was probably a guy that, you know, could have gone in the second round. But it's not about uh, when you go, but where you go. And I think going to Seattle is a perfect fit. I mean, he's 6'4". 205 pounds, running a 4.26. Um, that's absolutely insane. I I feel like Pete Carroll is going to fall in love with Tariq and his competitiveness. And um, he's a guy that um just has so much room to grow. This is a converted wide receiver in 2019 to cornerback. So, uh, sky's the limits for Tariq. Uh, in the fifth round, they went with Tyreek Smith, edge rusher out of Ohio State. Um, another edge rusher to add to some depth. Um, very productive at Ohio State. He has the the pedigree as well. So um, high motor guy should be able to come in and have an opportunity to get into some rotational downs. 
Um, and then two seventh round picks, um, Bo Melton, wide receiver at Rutgers, who was actually Tariq Woolen's uh, roommate for the Senior Bowl, um, just gives them some more wide receiver depth, um, a slot guy. Um, the fact that they picked a wide receiver in the seventh round maybe gives some type of indication that they uh, will extend uh, DK Metcalf and also that they have some upside with the D. Eskridge, who is a guy they selected in the third round last year um, as well. And then in the seventh round, they went with another running uh, wide receiver, Darkey Young, Lenore Ryan. Uh, so just like I said, some wide receiver depth. Um, also played a little running back there, so has some versatility. Maybe uh, special teams is going to be the role for him. Ultimately, I, I really liked what Seattle did. They had a couple areas of needs, and they were able to uh, – they pretty much doubled down almost on every position. Um, two offensive linemen, two edge rushers, two corners, two wide receivers, one running back. Um, I thought they did very well um, in this draft. Um, so the second one, it was really hard just because, like I said, um, none of these pick, teams picked in the first round. Um but I actually have to give the advantage to the Los Angeles Rams just because they haven't had a first-round pick since, I, I believe, Jared Goff. And they were still in, in St. Louis at the time. So I went ahead and went with them just because they've done so well in the later rounds, and I liked what they did here. Uh, in the third round, they went with guard Logan Russ out of Wisconsin. I know, not the sexiest thing in the third round, but just adding some depth to the offensive line that has gone through a little bit of changes. Um, in the fourth round, we went with Dakobe Durant, cornerback out of South Carolina State. Um, this is a guy who um, rised through the draft process. Uh, 14 career interceptions, amazing ball skills. Um, and I think one of his best games was against Clemson, um, which helped him um, bring his draft stock up. In the uh, fifth round, uh, they actually traded up for Karrion Williams, running back out of Notre Dame. You know, I know that they have Cam Akers, Darrell Henderson. Uh, both those guys have had some injuries. Uh, so, you know, adding Karrion Williams, he's been super productive at Notre Dame. Uh, one of the things he does very well is pass block. So he does have an opportunity to get on the field here, okay? So he's a guy that I'm definitely looking forward, maybe later on in the uh, season to have an impact. Okay, and then they had a couple of uh, six-round picks here. Uh, Quinton Lake, a safety out of UCLA, um, brings some depth to the secondary. Uh, DeKaren Kendrick, a cornerback, back-to-back uh, -back picks here uh, out of Georgia. A good value pick. I thought he was going to be maybe a little bit earlier, somewhere in the fourth, maybe fifth round. Um, once again, we're talking about SEC pedigree. Um, had four INTs. Um, also, didn't allow a touchdown as a primary defender. I don't know where these guys sometimes get these stats. It's insane, but hey, I'm I'm here for it. Um, and then uh, we have a couple seventh round picks here. Daniel Hardy, um, linebacker out of Montana State, was a uh, linebacker converted to edge. Um, just adding some depth with the loss of Von Miller. Um, in the seventh round, Russ Yeast, safety out of case. Kansas State, uh, go Cats, uh, just some special teams. Um, once again, adding more depth to that secondary that lost a lot of really good players. Um, and then also uh, offensive line, A.J. Akuri, um, offensive tackle out of Michigan State. Um, we're just adding some depth to the offensive line here. Um, 
So, like I said, uh, the Rams also did trade for cornerback Troy Hill, who was with the team uh, a year ago, or I guess I guess I should say two years ago, played with the Cleveland Browns last year. You bring him back. The the biggest thing was the cornerback position. They definitely addressed that here in the draft. Um, like I said, I feel like there's going to be a couple of really good players that come out of this draft as well, maybe at the safety position. Um, this is a team that didn't have really a lot of needs. Um uh, kind of address some, some of those things at free agency. I would have liked to maybe see them go after an edge rusher earlier. Um, that's the only thing. But, uh, you know, with Aaron Donald, he's going to he's gonna be able to help take some of the pressure off these edge rushers here. Um, next, I went with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, they didn't have a first-round pick because of the Trey Lance trade last year. So um, you could kind of think about maybe this draft class in the sense of, Okay, look at the quarterbacks here. Will we rather have Trey Lance or one of these guys? And I think Trey Lance is um, the, the definite pick. So you pretty much essentially for the 49ers had a first overall pick right here. Um, in the second round, they went with um, Drake Jackson, edge rusher out of the uh, University of Southern California. So um, they stay close to the Bay here. They add some edge rusher. Um, I believe that the 49ers have selected four, um, four out of six of their first picks have been an edge rusher, which has been something that they've done really well at. So um, I really like to pick here in the third round, a uh, bit of a surprise try on Davis price running back out of LSU. He's a big physical back. Um, you know, I do like the, you know, I just think that the 49ers have just had a lot of success with guys that went undrafted, you know, like Raheem Mostert also, um, last year, Elijah Mitchell, they drafted Trey Sermon in the third round last year. So it kind of feels like, you know, they're just replacing, uh, you know, players that they just drafted last year. This is something that I think the Cowboys do a lot. Um, but, yeah, and I think maybe, you know, they're just trying to take away some of these touches that Debo has. So, um, you know, we'll see how this one plans out. Um, it, it's not a good sign for Trey Sermon. In the third round, they go with Danny Green, wide receiver out of SMU. Um, this guy's pretty much a speed guy. He's going to give you an opportunity to take the top off of defense, uh, maybe kind of make something out of nothing happen here. And then in the fourth round, they go with another one of my UTSA guys, uh, Spencer Buford out of uh, offensive tackle here. He played multiple positions at UTSA, a lot of flexibility. This is a great pickup. They needed to address the offensive line with the loss of Lakin Tomlinson. Uh, to the New York Jets. Um, it's just kind of cool, too. You know, I, I firsthand, you know, um, very close with these guys. I kind of watched them grow up, I mean, when I was still working for the team. So um, it's just nice to see that, you know, UTSA is on the map and these guys are getting a chance to live their dreams. Um, and, you know, seeing their hard work firsthand um, is absolutely amazing. It's just cool that they're in the same division. So, um, definitely going to be needing to get some jerseys here. Hopefully, y'all can send them out. I would appreciate that. But uh, back to it here. In the uh, fifth round, they went with Samuel Womack, a cornerback out of Toledo. Uh, with the loss of Karrion Williams, this gives them a little bit of depth, maybe an opportunity to play some special teams. Um, has really good ball skills, extremely competitive, uh, so he should fit in right away. And then we have a, a couple of six-round picks here, okay? Um, Zach Zick. KJ, uh, offensive tackle on a foreman. Um, 
guy who played right tackle maybe can slide inside um, some more depth to the offensive line. In the sixth round, they went with Kalia Davis, defensive tackle, University of Central Florida. This was a great value pick. This is a guy who I thought was probably going to be a third-round pick here. Um, the 49ers a couple years ago selected DJ Jones in the sixth round uh, in the 2017 draft, and that really planned out well. He's off in Denver now. So um, this guy's a uh, Khalid Davis as uh, a true three technique and adding some uh, depth to the interior of the uh, defensive line here. And then uh, Tariq Castro-Fields, cornerback out of Penn State, a big, fast corner, uh, plays a lot of zone um, heavy uh, stuff. So I think he's going to fit in perfectly with that cover three scheme that they run down there. And then um, in the seventh round, the 49ers actually had Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, so the Mr. Irrelevant is basically the person picked the last in the draft um, as kind of like, I don't know if it's like a joke or what, but um, they essentially send this person to Disneyland. So uh, who's really uh, the winner? It's just, it's, I'm sure it's just nice to be drafted really at the end of the day. And I really like this pick too. Uh, this is uh, going to be quarterback Brock Purdy out of Iowa State, a four-year starter out of Iowa State, a very highly recruited guy coming out of uh, high school. Um, I believe uh, in the state of Texas too. He's going to be a developmental quarterback. Um, this gives them some depth with uh, Jimmy G, who's still on the roster, um, who's trying to get healthy. So um, we'll see how that works out for Jimmy G as well. Um, I do believe he'll get traded during the season, just like uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, quarterback will go down, so I definitely look for one of those guys to get drafted. Um, now, somebody had asked me the other day, which of the two would I rather have? Um, I definitely, Baker, I, you know, Jimmy G was in a very good system, surrounded by a lot of talent. Um, I know Baker, kind of the same thing too, but I feel like Baker obviously has a little more upside. He is a little younger too. So if I was to give a fifth round pick for one of those guys, I would definitely take a chance with Baker here. And then last, um, I had the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and I think the biggest reason why for me was um, obviously they traded their first round pick for um, Hollywood Brown. Um, I have said this before. I think Hollywood Brown is just a track guy trying to play football. Um, had some really big drops last year. Um, we do have to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to be reunited with his college quarterback in Kyler Murray. So, you know, he does have a chance to maybe reinvent himself here in Arizona, but um, I just I just don't see it personally here. Um, so with their first pick, um, they went with, in the second round, uh, Trey McBride, a tight end out of Colorado State. Um, you know, really interesting backstory. He grew up with uh, two mothers um, playing football, um, kind of uh, – Gave him a uh, different outlook on life. So uh, if you haven't seen that documentary, it's uh, it's really good. Um, he was the best tight end in college last year. I believe he won the John Mackey Award. Um, this is a guy who has a lot of upside. Um, kind of does maybe give me some Travis Kelsey type of vibes. Um, big physical, um, can block. So I think this is the Cardinals trying to say we're going to go to 22 personnel, which is really interesting. Um, they also have Zach Ertz on the roster uh, as well. Well, this should help them as well for the suspension with DeAndre Hopkins, maybe not trying to force the ball in Kyler Murray's hands, but maybe um, get to the running game here. 
A uh, couple third round picks, um, Cameron Thompson, edge rusher out of San Diego State. Um, we'll probably play maybe closer to a, a three technique. Um, has an opportunity to learn from J.J. Watt. Kind of reminds me of Trey Hendricks a little bit, so I really like the comp for him. Um, some depth defensive line. Um, in the third round, they went with Majay Sanders, edge rusher out of Cincinnati. Uh, we have another Bearcat in the draft here. He's a little bit raw, but has a lot of upside. Um, you could see him in the rotation pretty early with the loss of Chandler Jones. Now, the Cardinals didn't pick till the sixth round. where with, They went with Kenyante Ingram, running back out of USC. This was a former running back at UT, um, transferred. Um, this is a guy you add depth to the position with the loss of Chase Edmonds. Um, really good pass-catching running back to go along with James Conner. Letitia Smith, the guard, uh, Virginia Tech, um, has a lot of NFL size. Um, once again, adding some depth to the offensive line here. Uh, and we have a couple of seventh-round picks here. Uh, Christian Matthews, defensive back, Valdosa State. Um, has some really good size at 6'2", um, adding some depth with the uh, Robert Alford not coming back. Um, as well in the seventh round, Jesse Lakuta, um, a linebacker out of Penn State, probably a guy who might have a chance to play on special teams here. Um, and then we went back-to-back picks here in the seventh round, Marquise Haynes, guard out of Oklahoma. Once again, another uh, former teammate of Kyler Murray. Has the size um, to play in the NFL, just needs a little bit more time to develop his uh, skill sets here. Um but, yeah, so ultimately, like I said, I think the Seahawks uh, had the best draft. This is a team that had so many needs, so they really couldn't miss. Um, you know, the Rams have just done so well in, in these later rounds, especially drafting defensive backs and offensive line. Um, the San Francisco 49ers, also another team that they draft well, they develop well. Um, just over the last couple of years, they've been a little bit questionable. Um, just that running back position was kind of hard to look at. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much uh, – would have thought they'd maybe go um, interior offensive line a little earlier. But, I mean, still a great draft overall. And then uh, I put the Cardinals last just because of the trade for Hollywood Brown. I know that maybe a wide receiver that they wanted wasn't going to be there. But um, I just think uh, – you know, they gave up maybe too much for Hollywood Brown. I thought the Ram, uh, the Ravens got away with that one. Um, and then D-Hop getting suspended six games, um, you know, also hurts them a little bit. So, um, like I said, overall, I thought, you know, everybody in the NFC West drafted well. Um, it was really hard to rank them. But that's really what I got for you guys here. So, um, yeah, guys, uh, so it's going to be a couple days before another episode is going to be posted here. So just be on the lookout. Um, I'm going to be in California here till uh, Monday, and then I'll be back in San Antonio uh, late Monday night. So um, a lot of fun stuff still got to go. Uh, still, We still have planned here. We'll be seeing a Dodgers game here in the next couple of days. So super excited for that. Um, and we'll see you all soon. Thank you guys for listening. And please feel free to reach out to me via social media. Uh, my IG is CarlosGus17 and Twitter, CarlosGus3.